Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. It's time to roll your sleeves up and get your hands dirty with Friends of the Earth. Dirt Radio. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Friends of the Earth show, Dirt Radio. I'm your host, Phil Evans, and it's good to be back after a fortnight off. Um, today we want to have a good chat about uh, the Stop Adani campaign. So um, many people have probably been following what's been going on um, over the weekend. Um, there was the Stop Adani Summit in Melbourne, which was attended by over 300 people in Melbourne to show um, really how much people um, have been um, inspired and how much uh, movement and motivation this campaign has really caught the attention of Australians. Um, so we want to have a look at some of the stuff that's going on that maybe you haven't heard about. Um, some work going up in far north Queensland that's not been as widely promoted um, by a grassroots group called Frontline Action on Coal. Some of our listeners may remember um, the Frontline Action on Coal group uh, from the Malls Creek Laird blockade days. Uh, we spoke to a few people um, up at the camp from Dirt Radio, um, one of them myself. Um, and really, it was a pretty amazing uh, display of uh, non-violent direct action and grassroots-led uh, real action against uh, what was a, a huge coal mine at the time, but really is dwarfed by the size of Adani's Carmichael mine, uh, proposed mine, that um, would be up in the North Queensland area. So yesterday, work was shut down for the second time in less than a week at the construction site of Adani's new railway line near Beliando Crossing in Queensland. 25-year-old Darcy Poulton attached himself via a monopole to four construction machines in order to stop the work that is part of the controversial Adani coal mine project. Now, for the listeners who don't know, a monopole is a single long pole. I think in this case, it looks like it's about nine metres tall. Um, and it is uh, then attached to several ropes that run off and act kind of like the guy lines that you'll see on a tent um, to several machines. So the stability and safety of the person is attached to those machines. So it really renders those machines useless when they use that type of structure. Darcy said that he is here for his friends and family and everyone who is angry and frustrated that the Adani coal mine is being pushed by our government. He says we are in a climate crisis and the corrupt Adani company threatens to live, threatens the life we love. The line has been crossed and he is standing up. The mine would be Australia's largest coal mine and one of the largest in the world. There is major concern has been raised across Australia regarding the emissions from this mega coal mine and the acceleration of dangerous climate change, which is already expected to leave unprecedented economic, social, environmental and health impacts. Queensland relying on the, uh, the Great Barrier Reef for over 69,000 jobs. The rising ocean temperatures that have already uh, caused major bleaching of the Great Barrier Reef. Um, and scientists predict that climate change could see the loss of our reefs within the next two decades. And that's a, a really scary thought, um, not only for the, uh, the ecosystems that will be lost, but for, those, um, for the jobs and the economy as well. 
The announcement of the Queensland election is a stark reminder that one of the major issues that saw Labor elected in 2015 was the promise to protect the reef and that the Palaszczuk government has betrayed those constituents by being one of Adani's strongest proponents. Um, people may have seen over the, week, uh, over the weekend the launch of the Queensland election with a few people interrupting one of uh, Palaszczuk's first speeches. So we expect it's going to be a really heated campaign, especially from the Stop Adani camp. Darcy Poulton also said those like Palaszczuk, Matt Canaban and Turnbull are kicking, uh, that are kicking for Adani are the only kicking the rest of us down. He knows that when he stands up, he is speaking with the same voice as his family, his friends and Australians all over that are saying Adani, no means no. He says that the industry is stuck in the past, that we need to start preparing for a future with the facts of the present. He says that we are growing um, a growing movement which is trying to create a safer future and this means no new coal mines. After 10 hours uh, of uh, sitting up the top of that monopole at the construction site, Darcy was removed and then taken to Clermont Peace where he was charged and we're not sure what charges he's facing at the moment. If people are interested to find out more about uh, this uh, unveiling campaign of nonviolent direct action against the Adani Carmichael mine, they can jump online to frontlineaction, all as one word, .org, and check out there is a pledge that you can sign, um, and I'm sure they'll be in contact with ways that you can get involved in the camp. Otherwise, you can check them out on Facebook, on Frontline Action on Coal, or you can check them out on Twitter at Flack Coal. All right, we're going to listen to a community service announcement and then listen to and then hear a little bit about what is going on more locally around in the Stopadani and the wider climate change resistance fight. Oh, if, if one of them will work. If you love 3CR, then why not support us by setting up a regular donation? You decide how much and how often you donate and once it's set up, you don't have to think about it. Monthly, weekly, annually, you decide, and there's no minimum amount. Your donation is also 100% tax deductible, and you can claim the entire amount back via your tax return, knowing you are directly diverting Commonwealth funds to keeping your favourite station operating. It's the easiest way to grow 3CR. So if this works for you, sign up. Go to 3cr.org.au slash donate or call the station on 9419 8377. You're going to hear it now, blasting out the radio. And you're back on Dirt Radio with your host, Phil Evans. It's great to be with you on 3CR. So, yeah, it is a great idea to jump on and become a regular donor to um, 3CR. Um, I know I love being a subscriber. I love hearing all the news that's going on around in the huge community of over 400 volunteers who are a part of 3CR. And if you're interested in getting involved, you should do it because it is so worthwhile to be part of uh, uh, to putting up grassroots groups, voices that you don't hear up on the airwaves. 3CR is amazing. 
Today we're talking about uh, Stop Adani and climate change. And we were just hearing about some of the work that's going up uh, at the at the literal front line of, of the campaign in far north Queensland. But also uh, today I wanted to welcome two guests into the studio um, who are from Friends of the Earth campaigns who are organising a Victorian Day of Action tomorrow um, around Stop Adani and other climate change issues. So joining me in the studio is Anna Langford um, from the Quick Co and the Act on Climate team, and also Lee Eubank, who is the Act on Climate coordinator. Welcome to the studio. G'day, Phil. Thanks for having us. Hey, Phil. <laughs> Excellent. So this Victorian Day of Action, um, what's happening with that? Yeah, well, it's really exciting. Tomorrow's going to be a fantastic day for community members to stand up for climate change leadership and to stand against the you know really controversial Adani coal mine. And you know in true grassroots fashion this really did just emerge. It was a little bit of a messy process which is you know something that we're very proud of maintaining <laughs> that tradition. And so tomorrow uh, Wednesday November 1 it it marks the the day when the strengthened climate change act takes effect in Victoria. So, you know, the Act on Climate Collective we've played a key role in seeing that legislation strengthened. Mm. Um, we want to mark that milestone, but we also want to send a signal to Premier Daniel Andrews and Climate Minister Lily D'Ambrosio that with the federal government, with Malcolm Turnbull really standing in the way of action on climate change at the federal level, we do need to see more leadership from Victoria. Um, so, yeah, we welcome people to join us tomorrow morning, 10.30am, on the steps of the Victorian Parliament, just to kind of hear about what next for climate change policy, where can we show leadership now, and to send a strong signal that the community won't rest on its laurels. Sure. And it's been an exciting time, really, in terms of climate action in Victoria. We've seen um, a couple of good things outside of just this Climate Act. Let's know a couple of those things. Yeah, I think, you know, when the history is written, um, 2017 will be viewed as a turning point year. So, you know, in addition to seeing this, the Climate Change Act strengthened in February, um, we saw Angie, the French company, close the Hazelwood coal power plant, the most polluting power plant in the developed world. Um, we've also seen um, a permanent ban on fracking and unconventional gas. Woo! And that's something that Anna was uh, a key part of that campaign. And only a fortnight ago, we saw a Victorian renewable energy target legislated. So, you know, if you think about it this way, Premier Daniel Andrews, um, you know, this government, they have, they have a, a legacy of legislative achievements on climate change. But now it's time for them to put their money where, the, where their mouth is and start thinking through, you know, do we need a climate budget? You know, what, what next? Sure. And more broadly speaking, um, so that's round one of the uh, of the day of action, but more, more broadly and, um, and more nationally speaking, the Stop Adani campaign, as we were saying just before that announcement, has really captured the imagination of the Australian public. And round two, um, round two is uh, part of a Friends of the Earth uh, member group, uh, Market Forces push to Stop Adani. Can you tell us a little bit about that, Lee? Yeah, look, Market Forces, they're one of the, the best known and most effective groups in the divestment movement. So that is, you know, you know, getting banks and, and other institutions to divest from fossil fuels. 
and they're they're kicking off a a corporate villains tour of Melbourne. Um, so that will be meeting at Collins Place <clears throat> in downtown Melbourne at eleven forty-five a.m. And so the the idea is we'll be walking down Collins Street. We'll be visiting all of the all of the transnational corporations, the Australian corporations with their their finger in the Adani pie. And um, we we don't want to see um, the Adani mine go ahead. So it's a really important kind of accountability and public education activity. Sure. And um, and building off, as we said, the, the summit uh, that was held over the weekend, I believe um, the focus will be looking at um, anyone who's really touching the Great Barrier Reef or affecting um, Wangan and Jagalingu um, lands mm. as they walk around. So that's round two. Round three um, from the Quick Coal Collective. Anna, do you want to tell us about that? Yeah, sure. So later in the afternoon at 1.30pm, We'll be outside the Melbourne Convention and Exhibition Centre for the Stop Adani rally at the International Mining Conference. Mm. So inside the building will be the CEO of Adani Australia, along with um, over 3,000 decision makers, mining leaders, investors and commodity buyers from over 60 different countries. And so while they're inside promoting the mine, we will be outside making a display of community resistance to the mine um, and, yeah, basically saying that we won't let it go ahead. We'll fight it at every step of the way. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it's been um, pretty amazing watching the movement grow. Uh, have you had any highlights thus far in the Stop Adani campaign, Anna? <laughs> um well, I feel like I've missed a bit of it because I've been away for a lot of this year. But um, I think yesterday, I think it was when Anastasia Palaszczuk made her election announcement and we had a protester crashing the announcement. Um, yeah, it really just shows that there's going to be resistance at every point um, in this campaign and it's really become a national campaign now it's not just Queensland's fight it's a fight for all of Australia um, for a safe climate future for sure and so much energy is in the in the Stop Adani campaign but there are other fights going on in terms of um, protecting Australia from the fossil fuel industry and the and the resistance against that um Lee touched on before the uh, amazing ban on fracking that um, was won in Victoria, but that's only just in Victoria. So we've locked our uh, we've locked our gates, we've locked our streets, we've locked the region, we've locked the state, but we haven't locked down the nation. So the fight goes on with that, doesn't it, Anna? That's right. So last year we won a five-year campaign to ban fracking and onshore gas in Victoria. And that's one of the strongest bands of its kind in the world. But up in the Northern Territory, they have a massive fight on their hands against fracking and onshore gas. Um, and so now down in Victoria, um, we've won our campaign and we really want to stand in solidarity with the Northern Territory, the traditional owners and farmers that are fighting to protect their land. And so we're going to be sending a farmer who was part of the Vic gas ban campaign up to the Northern Territory. And there's a fundraiser for that on our Facebook page, Quit Coal Victoria, which you can find. Um, and we're going to be sending them up to show our support and um, share some wisdom, the way that we won the campaign and how we can make this a successful nationwide ban on fracking and onshore gas. 
And then that's really important, isn't it? Uh, I remember reading, and um, don't quote me on this, <laughs> listeners, but um, that it was around 20 times the, uh, the, uh, the greenhouse gas uh, emissions. Like if, if the Northern Territory, of which 85% of the landmass, I believe, is covered in petroleum and gas licences, but if it was to be uh, opened up to fracking, then we're looking at um, you know um, fugitive emissions and and all of the uh, emissions that come through the process of burning the gas at twenty times the size of the impact of the Adani mine, which is mind-bogglingly scary. Yeah, that's right. Um, I think the the problem is that the gas industry tries to paint themselves as the transitional fuel from coal to gas to renewables, um, and therefore, yeah painting themselves as a cleaner and greener fuel because it's not carbon dioxide that they're producing but methane the gas which um they are producing is yeah as you said much more powerful in terms of ozone depletion and climate change impacts than co2 so um it's it's a less talked about fight than adani but it's just as big and going to affect all of australia Um, if fracking in the Northern Territory is allowed to go through. Yeah, for sure. And it kind of brings up this this wider um, and really important issue of of land rights um, that uh, impact on both those campaigns. I remember seeing an article um, a couple of days ago that was saying that um, opening up the Northern Territory for fracking would be the saviour for the East Coast in terms of the um, alleged gas uh, supply shortage that we have um, in Australia, which we all know is uh, much due to uh, um, too much exports and a bit of greed. <laughs> However, um, it really opens up that idea that the um, that the problem of extractive colonialism, like really, like um, persists in this country, and that we're we're relying on still, uh, you know, going onto uh, lands that were stolen, never ceded, um, in order to satiate our, um, our endless need and endless greed. Yeah, that's right. Um, And I think we saw with the government's rejection of the Uluru decision as well a few days ago in regards to um, traditional owners wanting a treaty instead of constitutional recognition, um, that the federal government really doesn't want to listen to them and will just keep on pushing ahead with these massive fossil fuel projects, which are so destructive to their lands, which they've taken care of for so many tens of thousands of years. Um, And I think it's well overdue for us to really start listening to them um, because the Wangan and Jagalingu people in Queensland have strongly shown their opposition to the Adani mine and traditional owners all over the Northern Territory um, are also strongly saying that they don't want fracking on those traditional lands. Mm, For sure. Um Lee, to bring you back into the conversation, um, in Victoria, um, we don't have the same sorts of uh, projects on the cards, but there's still a lot to be done in terms of climate action in the state, isn't there? Yeah, there sure is. So um, the Climate Change Act that was strengthened earlier this year, um, that that requires the government to take into account climate change in all of its decisions. Um, for the first time, the state will be um, preparing adaptation plans for every sector of the economy and those plans are to be updated every five years but the first major decision for the Daniel Andrews government to make is regarding emissions reduction targets so you know the the interim goals that will help us um, get to zero emissions and um, 
you know, it's it's expected that they will announce emissions reduction targets next year. And those first targets will be for the years 2025 and 2030. And there is a really strong need for community members to stand up now to urge the government to show more leadership, especially with Malcolm Turnbull, um, Tony Abbott throwing a spanner in the works. And we really do need those targets to be as ambitious as possible. So, you know, once again, join us on the steps of Parliament tomorrow morning. Um, We will be calling for that ambition. You know, we think that it's time for Daniel Andrews to trump Turnbull when it comes to climate targets. And um, yeah, we really need to get a wriggle on. So we hope to see some people down there. Sure. And um, beyond um, yes, uh, beyond yesterday, it's tomorrow. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm having a little bit of a problem with time today. Um, beyond um, tomorrow, there are further ways to get deeper involved in the um, Act on Climate campaign? Yeah, there sure are. So the Act on Climate Collective, um, we meet at Friends of the Earth every Monday night at 6pm. We welcome newcomers. Um, yeah, it's a really, it's good old-fashioned grassroots campaigning We've already had some impact this year. Um, We're doing a lot of work supporting um, communities in regional Victoria. And um, yeah, maybe Anna can can say a few words about what it's like to be part of the Act on on Climate Collective. Um, Yeah, sure. So uh, I joined Act on Climate at the start of this year when it was just getting started up. And um, I really feel like being part of that and being part of Friends of the Earth overall, it just makes you feel really powerful and like we are capable of change, even though um, the federal government and um, state government, it can it can feel like um, their decisions, their like negative decisions, um, that there's nothing we can do about them. But being at Friends of the Earth and seeing what's already been achieved in terms of grassroots campaigning and what's to come. Um, yeah, like it, it's just really incredible to work with all of the amazing people there and see what communities can achieve. Yeah, excellent. And you're also part of the Quick Coal Collective um, at Friends of the Earth. Anna, how do people get involved? Um, when's the meetings for those ones? Yeah, so Quick Coal meets every week on Wednesday evenings at 6pm. We usually go till about 8. And yeah, like I said before, um, our Facebook page is Quit Coal Victoria, where you can find our fundraiser to send a farmer up to the Northern Territory, along with other news we post and what the campaign's getting up to. We've also got um, our website, which you can find through the Friends of the Earth website. And um, yeah, it, we, we welcome newcomers. It's great to have everyone get involved. For sure, for sure. Um, I want to thank you both for coming into the studio and having a chat today. And don't forget, tomorrow, starting at 10.30 on the Steps of Parliament, you can join um, to call for better climate leadership in, or more climate leadership in Victoria. Um, Then at 11.45 at Collins Place, uh, join market forces for a... uh, was it a corporate scumbags tour or whatever it was called? <laughs> <laughs> and, and then at um, 1 p.m. Um, over at the 1.30 p.m., sorry, at the uh, convention centre for the Stop Adani Rally at the International Mining Conference. Uh, we'll be posting up that fundraiser that Anna was talking about to send a farmer to help uh, stop fracking in the NT um, up on the Dirt Radio Facebook page. And also you can find more information about that at melbourne.com. 
foe.org.au as well as all the things that we talk about on Dirt Radio. We'll be back in just one moment. Well, if you listen to Tracy, oh, clap your hands. If you listen to Tracy, oh, clap your hands. If you listen to Tracy, oh, I sure know where you are. If you listen to Tracy, oh, clap your hands. If you listen to Tracy, oh, clap your hands. If you listen to Tracy, oh, clap your hands. We'll check out the happy vibe. They're gonna ring up and subscribe. If you listen to Tracy, oh, flap your ears. What? Who the hell is that? Flap your ears. What are you talking about? I ain't no elephant. Get out of here. This is handmade radio. The forests need you. The Quark Forest, ancient, beautiful, irreplaceable out in the uh, east of Australia in Victoria, is under threat. Uh, Vic Forest will target some of the most spectacular old growth forests remaining in Victoria this spring. A road has already been pushed into the forest and logging could commence any day now. The forest has never been logged and is part of the one of the most significant remaining stands of old-growth forest left in Victoria. But the logging has not yet started, so there's still time to stop it. We're asking you to jump onto gecko.org.au, that's G-E-C-O.org.au, and send an email to Lily D'Ambrosio, the Environment Minister, telling her to protect this irreplaceable and ancient forest. So far, over 6,300 emails have been sent, but we need more, 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 more. It's really important that we, uh, we stand up to protect this forest and stop it, the logging before it starts. Um, Friends of the Earth member group, the Goongaroo Environment Centre, are out on the ground and people have converged in the Quark Forest. And uh, there are currently many actions and things that people can do to step out into the forest and to protect it. But most importantly, we need to protect the forest and tell the government they need to stop the logging before it happens. So jump onto any of the Friends of the Earth Facebook pages, um, the Goongar Environment Centre Facebook page, and you'll find a link to email Lily D'Ambrosio now to tell her that no, you cannot log in the Quark Forest and we will stop it. Whatever we need to do, we will stop the logging from going ahead. Thank you once again for joining us on Dirt Radio. It has been a pleasure to be on the airways with you again. Um, Coming up after we hear uh, a little bit of The Clash, um, then we're going to hear from the Indige Hip Hop Show. So keep it locked to 3CR and I will catch you in a couple of weeks.